You're listening to The Research Files, a monthly podcast for the global education community brought to you by Teacher Magazine. I'm Jo Earp. Today I'm talking to Professor Peter Barrett, who along with colleagues Dr Yufang Zhang, Dr Faye Davis and Dr Lucinda Barrett from England's Salford University, carried out a three-year study into the link between physical classroom design in primary schools and academic achievement. The results of the Holistic Evidence and Design, or HEAD, project were published earlier this year. Peter Barrett joins me now from the UK to talk about the study and its implications for educators. Professor Peter Barrett, welcome to the Research Files. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Uh, this was a three-year study. Uh, what was the aim of the research and uh, what did it involve? I understand you took quite a novel approach. We did. Um, the aim of the research was to try and address the connection, if there was any, between the design, the physical design of classrooms and the academic performance of the pupils within them. And it's an area where people intuitively feel that there is bound to be some sort of connection, but the odd thing is that there really wasn't any evidence um, of it that could be pointed at and was really convincing, and this is something that the Educational Endowment Foundation in the UK says. They actually stated there is no evidence. And so we thought, this is something we should investigate, and to try and unravel the problem, we did take a novel approach. We first of all looked at some neuroscience ideas, and this led us to look at three broad areas. We looked at naturalness, which, if you like, are comfort factors. These are the things that people normally look at. But we also looked at individualization and the level of simulation. And these are areas that don't normally get considered. And we then looked at the classrooms as they're experienced on the ground and used multi-level modeling to separate out the pupil effects, the effects that go all the individual students um, from the effects that seem to reside at the classroom level. Mm-hmm. We looked at a lot of schools. We looked at 27 schools, mm-hmm. 153 different classrooms, um, 3,766 pupils. So it was a large study, and um, by the time we'd finished, we had a good level of confidence that we had come up with some very sound evidence. And the level of impact that we identified was, in fact, quite a lot higher than we expected. So the results were that the physical design factors associated with the individual classrooms accounts for explaining 16% of the variation in learning over a year of the pupils in those spaces. So 16% is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you say you found clear evidence there then of well-designed primary schools. This is actually boosting academic performance in three areas. It was reading, writing and maths that you looked at. So let's explore that a bit further then. Can you take us through the main findings? Yeah, the, the main findings broadly split into the three areas of naturalness, individualization, level of stimulation. So looking at the naturalness area, these are, are, are really quite obvious things. They're things like daylighting, ventilation, and the right sort of temperature. And really what it's saying is that for um, pupils to learn well, they have to be in good um, physical conditions. And that sounds obvious. But, of course, we found a lot of variation on those fronts. And, in fact, for instance, ventilation was very often pretty poor. Um, We can do a calculation that um, within about 30 minutes in a classroom of 30 pupils, the air quality will be bad if you don't open a window. And so 
we came across a lot of those sorts of problems. And also we came across classrooms where daylight wasn't being valued, if you like. And I don't know if in Australia it's perhaps you have too much daylight sometimes or too much sunlight anyway, but um, just natural daylighting is, is very good for us in health terms. And um, in some classrooms there were a lot of displays on the windows, there, were, there was furniture up against the windows, and the opportunity to have that natural daylight was being, was being lost. So those sort of things are important and do have an impact, and they account for about half the impact that we came across, the 16%. Mm -hmm. The other two areas are individuality, and, or individualization, sorry, and level of stimulation. Individualization is to do with, is it a classroom that the pupils can feel is their own? Is it distinctive? And in our report, we give quite a lot of examples of how this can be achieved. The third area was level of stimulation. And here there's been a big debate about should classrooms be calm so you can concentrate? Should they be um, visually complex so they're exciting? And what we found is, I suppose it's a bit boring in a way, but we found that it's somewhere in the middle. shouldn't be chaotic, shouldn't be boring, um, should be somewhere in the middle, and that gives sufficient stimulation for learning without actually being distracting or confusing. Mm -hmm. Okay, now the results of this study uh, were published in February in the academic journal Building and Environment, which is not unusual, of course, is it, for education research to be published in an academic journal. But interestingly, you've also produced a clever classrooms report which contains illustrated suggestions for teachers and school designers, so people on the ground, and, and some practical pointers, if you like. Yes, the, the clever classrooms report is something we technically didn't have to do for the research project, but we have a commitment to try and um, promote the results and to make a difference in practice. And we've collected so much useful information that we decided to um, try and put the, the hat of the designer on, the hat of the teacher on, and say, what could you practically do to try and react to these results? And we had lots of illustrations we could put in, so we've literally done that. And in the centre of this report, there are 20 pages, two pages for each of the um, broad factors we were considering with illustrations about what can be done. And many of the things um, are quite simple, don't have cost implications, can be to do with um, how much visual display you put on the walls, for instance, and they're really quite easy things to do once you know. And what we found in the UK, at least, is that when we've given this material to teachers, they've been really interested and have immediately gone off and done things differently. And often it's not radically different differently, it's quite subtly differently. But now we have the evidence that that really does make a difference. Mm -hmm. So it's already making an impact then in classrooms. So finally then, what are the next steps in terms of future research? So for us, the, the next steps are to um, pursue some of these changes that people make. So um, we did work with a company called IBI Architects. They gave us some initial funding, and they are going to schools now, and so will other people be going to schools and assessing what they're, they're like at the moment in terms of design, and then trying to work out how to make some of the bigger changes about layout and um, the orientation of the windows and so on, how to make those as easy to change as possible. And um, we'll be taking case studies of those and following those through and trying to publish those as well to illustrate to people what's possible. Um, in a more general sense, this is one of the first studies, if not the first study, to actually manage to connect design issues with the holistic impact on um, 
human performance. And so we actually want to also use some of these results and the techniques we've used um, in the area of Alzheimer care and possibly in the future in good office design and those sorts of things. So it's got quite a wide application, but in the educational area, um, we hope that it's actually really useful and we can just help reinforce its effective use. That's great. Professor Peter Barrett, thanks for sharing your work with the research files. Thank you very much. I enjoyed that. Thank you. For more information on the research discussed in this podcast and to access other articles and videos, visit www.teachermagazine.com.au or join our community on social media via Facebook and Twitter.